Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on, everybody? It's a Friday. It's a TGIF for Grifka. We are back here, and uh, we had a good show on Wednesday. We talked about the big Lions news, bringing in Mike Daniels. We talked about Theo getting cut, which was kind of crazy. We worked ourselves through that. And you got to go back and listen to that show if you haven't, because we talked about the first half of the schedule. We walked you through that first set of games along with the bye week there. And we are back today to talk about the uh, rest of the schedule. Work our way down the stretch, heading toward the playoff run. Grifka, what's going on, buddy? What you got for the people? Yeah, Derek, we finished up the last episode talking about where we thought the Lions were going to be. We're both itching to talk to them again this time, putting them in the playoffs. But, you know, there's something I read recently, and it really got to me. So, hold on. Oh, boy. What? Here we go. So I to, somebody move my soapbox on me. because There it is. Hold on. Let me grab it here. Okay, I got something to say about this. Grifka, you go on these rants, man. The least I could do for you, I got to give you some music while you do this rant. So you're on your soapbox. You're about to give us some rant about somebody just respecting the Lions or something going on. So here you go, buddy. Oh, thank you. Well, I don't know where this guy – I don't even know who this guy is. But this guy from USA Today actually has the Lions going 3-13. and 13. He has them going the worst record in the NFL. I mean, really? Does he even know who's on this team? And this whole reasoning, well, I read it. It's just pretty much, well, they're the Lions. He doesn't see it. They're the Lions. I'm like, it's your typical disrespect that national reporters give the Lions because, oh, they're the Lions. They'll always be terrible. I mean, he has it worse than Tampa Bay, Arizona, the Giants. I mean, those teams are freaking terrible. And, like, he has the line going 3 and 13. He doesn't know who's on this roster. I don't know where this guy got his degree. I don't know if it was, like, some, you know, mail, you know, he mailed in some, you know, suit can labels or, like, some of the school box tops, you know, you know, from Cheerios and Honey Nut Cheerios and Frosted Flakes. And they gave him a, you know, here, you can go right for USA Today. This guy has no idea what, what the line's going to do this year. We have him winning three games, you know, out of their first five, both of us. You're going to freaking crush these guys. I mean, give me a break. I mean, that just annoys me. It's just your typical disrespect that other national writers give the Lions with their whole thing. is like, I don't see it. Well, that's a really good reason right there. I don't well, I don't read USA Today because you're a crappy writer. There you go. I know that was my soapbox. I'm ready to go put it back in the corner. But, Derek, do you have anything to say about this? Grifka, this is where I always get on you because you always have these rants and these takes about things that don't matter and I usually rub brush it off I say is this a real take is this a real are you really upset about this and you tell me how upset you are get yourself all spun up and then I blow it off and we move on but this is not one of those times Grifka, because I saw this as well 
And I'm looking at this going, are you kidding me? Do you think the Lions are going to win three football games in 2019? Have you even looked at the roster? Do you even know anybody on the, on the team other than maybe the top two or three guys for this Jabron who probably lives in Manhattan, New York, or you know, someplace in Boston or somewhere like that? Like These guys that have no clue about any other team other than the top couple that Griffith likes to reference every show. Like, we have a top-notch defense, probably a top-ten defense in the league. we got a veteran quarterback. We've got skilled players, a young running back that's in his absolute prime, ready to go. Uh, like I said, offensive guys on the outside. We've added a guy in the slot. We've got a new tight end, which is Griffith's favorite player in the league. And like I said, this defense is a monster. So when you're looking at it and just going, oh, three games, like, you can stumble into three games in the NFL basically no matter who you are. I see the Lions getting double-digit wins. I feel like they have a pretty complete roster, barring any health-type issues. They're going to be hard to deal with every Sunday, so don't give me this three wins, four, five, six wins garbage. The Lions are going to win double-digit games. They're looking to win the division and get a playoff dub this year in 2019, and they're going to be solid in 2020 as well because we've got people locked up, ready to rock and roll. So whoever this Jamoke is, he can take his take and shove it. It's absolute garbage. Hold on. I'll get the old Jim Rome paper out. Here you go. Here's your take. That's me crumpling up this terrible take, this 3-13 and record, and shoving it where the sun don't shine because Griff is right. This is one you got to rant on. This is one that's worth a uh, soapbox take, and it's one that is never going to happen. The Lions are not going to win that. Really, NFL, any NFL team wins three football games. Are you kidding me? So... Take, get this out of here, Drifka. Normally, I just brush it off. You got me hot now and bothered, so let's go ahead and uh, we'll pull down your uh, music I gave you for today and uh, keep this thing moving. So, um, you know, that that guy just doesn't know what he's talking about, no doubt about it. So, Grifka, you ready to do this, uh, do the second half of the schedule and get this thing rolling? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline going on Detroit Kool-Aid listeners by now most of you have probably heard of reality sports online the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team just like an NFL general manager but the question is have you tried it it's time to go see what all the buzz in the dynasty community is all about I'm talking free agency multi-year contracts a rookie draft multi-team trades franchise tags, contract extensions, first round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code KOOLAID, one word lowercase, promo code KOOLAID, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real, 
at realitysportsonline.com. Yeah, let's 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 do this. I'll uh, you know while you calm down, I've had a chance to catch my breath. So here, let me talk about uh, second uh, first game of the second half of the season. They're actually in Chicago at Soldier Field playing the Bears. I am coming off a loss, a tough loss out at Oakland, and um, once again another road game. You know, coming back. You know, Lions come back from the West Coast. You know, that means they'll get into town late Sunday night. I mean, yeah, they're pros; they do everything they're used to it. But still, it's not an easy trip. And then you have to go over to Chicago. It's the one o'clock start, and um, at Soldier Field, Bears have tough defense. We all know Khalil Mack. I mean, they're going to be tough. Um, I believe the I believe the Bears have the best offensive line in the conference. That's my take on it. I'm still not too, you know, sure about their wide receivers. I don't think their wide receivers. They're not that great. They're really not. And um, they have good running backs. And um, I believe Mitch is just going to be, I I believe he's a a game manager. I don't think he's going to be the lighted up, throw the ball around. I know he had a game or two last year where he did that. But those were against, like, really crappy teams. So lines are going to be improved this year. But still, it's on the road. We've said it before. Winning on the road is very difficult in the NFL. The Bears have a really good defense. Lines have struggled there um, of late. So this one is just going to be really tough. And I, I have this one going, gosh, I think I, I'll just go 24-20. Lions in the upset victory. Derek, I told you they would come back and win a game in the second half that nobody saw. You know, they stumble in Oakland, but they come back, get back in the winning side in Chicago. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, Grifka, I'm glad uh, the last little bit um, you were able to get some uh, cornbread some cornbread, and be able to do this. Drink it in, man. Because you left us last show with that terrible take about how the, the Lions were going to go on the West Coast. Goes to, uh, East Coast type team going west, and they were going to lose to the Raiders. Are you kidding me? Like, I, there was just one thing I thought about your take to end last week's show. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful to to perform like that. Pitiful. It sucked. It stunk. But you did make up for it. You got your stuff together, and you came back to the uh, lion side here on Detroit Kool Aid Cast. So I thank you for that. Now, you said we're talking about the Bears. Child, please. <laughs> Please. That's normally my take on the Chicago Bears. I mean, they've always been that team that gets a lot of pub, as you often say, or, you know, a team that, you know, is decent, but never really puts the fear of God in you. Like, I don't know, man. The Chicago Bears, to me, like, there's some of their skill players I like. I mean, Tariq Cohen's a guy I have on some of my fantasy teams. He's a guy that's super electric when he gets the football. I don't know how much they'll use him, but when he catches it, watch him this year, how much faster he looks than most people. They've got uh, Allen Robinson on the outside, who's a guy I like a lot. You know, they brought in a rookie at running back as well. And, uh, you know, their quarterback is suspect at best. There's no doubt. But uh, their defense with uh, Cleo Mack, who's one of my favorite players in football, as well as some of their other rush guys they have. You know, they got uh, Smith in there in the middle uh, at linebacker. He's going to be tough to deal with here in year two. Um, You know, also, we're in Chicago in early November. Could be windy, could be rainy, could be any type of weather. I think that's going to muck up the game. Grifka, I don't know what, like, is going on with Soldier uh, Field turf type now, but I know that's been a nasty surface as well, like, to play on. So, you know, they've got a good defense. They've got some skilled players I like. I feel this is a, a tough game on the road in the division. I love getting division victories, but, 
you know, just looking at this on paper, coming off a pretty good stretch when it comes to my predictions, I think this is going to be a tough one for the Lions. So as much as I hate to say it against Chicago and as much as I don't love their QB, I do kind of like their head coach. Matt Nagy's pretty good guy that has some juice and, and can get uh, points, you know, can manufacture points. So I'm going to go ahead and go 24 17, but unfortunately, I'm going to go 24 for the Bears, 17 for our Lions, taking a loss on the road in the division at Soldier Field against the Bears. That's a, it's a tough game, but that puts us both at uh, having the Lions at 6-3, and three, coming home to Ford Field to take on them boys, the Dallas Cowboys. I know our boy Chuck is going to be there. He's going to be pretty hyped for that. He always loves how the Cowboys and Lions play like every year, it seems. Um but uh, watching the NFL Network, I know they're do- right in the midst of doing their top 100 players right now. Somehow the Cowboys have eight of the top 100 players, which is most of any team. Um, I know Child, got- please. Exactly. Please. Exactly. They got Lawrence on the defense. They got um, Van Der Esch is also you know, real, real good. Uh, they got Tyron Smith at offensive tackle. You know, Zeke Elliott may be back by that point. You know, that, guy's, that guy's a hell of a running back. They got completely average at quarterback Dak Prescott. Armani Cooper, I've always liked that guy. They got a tough team here. Um, what are you thinking about this Cowboys uh, Lions game at Ford Field? Like you said, Grifka, um, Chuck will be there. Um, the Lions and Cowboys seem to play almost every year now. It's an annual rivalry. I think that e- either stadium, home or away, you know, we got indoor domes, good weather. I feel like both teams have skilled players. I see this sort of being a shootout. I see the Lions uh, not fearing. You know, the Cowboys as an overall team. The Cowboys are a good team. Don't get me wrong. They've got some Super Bowl aspirations, playoff aspirations, but they also don't have many players that are just world beaters. You know, again, will that running back even be there? You don't know. You know, will Dak Prescott be, you know, top of his game? You wait and see. That defense should be pretty solid. And you name the good guys. Like, yeah, good linebackers and good a uh, couple good rush guys. But what about their guys on the outside? What about their safeties? I feel like the Lions, you know, be able to do some things. I remember last year in Dallas, I mean, Carry On was just putting people at the lights. Oh, wait, Grifka, did I say Carry On? Carry yes, On, my son. I think, I think number 33 is just going to be putting in that work. You know, he gets the football. He's going to be hanging and banging against the Cowboys, putting in uh, – putting in work, doing things. I think Matt Stafford has shown in the past he can throw it against this team. He did it last year as well, putting some great balls in between seams. And that's his hometown team, so he likes to show up big. So I I got a big number on this game. I mean, I think it's going to be back and forth. I think it's going to be tight in the end. And I also think it's going to be one that's going to have some points. So I think that it's going to be 35-35. 31 and I got this going to them homeboys from Detroit the Lions getting a big victory against the Cowboys at home in an absolute classic football game wow man it's a it's a lot of points in this game and uh you know I like I like your take man I really like where you're coming you know with that my, my thing is like last year the Lions had that game one in Dallas until you know late in the game where Dak Prescott made like this spectacular t- you know, throw to Zeke, what Jared Davis was on the coverage. And, you know, the Lions had the game one, so I can't see why they wouldn't be able to do it again this year. You know, the Lions, um, they're going to be tough at home. They're going to have good run defense. You know, I think they'll be able to maybe slow down Zeke because um, Dallas, once again, they do have a good offensive line. But um, like you said, on the outside and safeties, I, I believe 
Detroit will be able to throw the ball some against this defense. I don't believe uh, they're going to score that as much, though. I mean, I do have a higher scoring game for pros, but I think this is going to be a 24-20 Lions victory. And then we'll um, both put, um, we both have lines going seven and three, moving to uh, FedEx Field to take on the Washington Redskins. Now, uh, I mean, as you know, Washington, you know, in the past has been a house of horrors for Detroit, but I'm not going to use that this time because they have went there lately and won. I mean, even though Washington, they are they are a southern team, and it's late, and it's in mid-November, so the weather can be bad. It probably won't be snow, but maybe rainy and crappy. And you know, Washington, you know, they seem to have a you know a kind of a you know, mosh, you know, muddy field at times. I mean, Dwayne Haskins is going to be um, throwing the ball around. That guy can sling it. He hasn't been your typical Ohio State quarterback that they've had where, you know, it seems to be a running quarterback who couldn't pass the ball. He could pass the ball. He could put in tight windows. So that's one thing the Lions really, really need to watch for on this one. Um, I still think the Lions are, are ultimately better than this Washington Redskins team. I'm not too impressed with um, Washington's defense. Uh, Washington lately seems to be one of those teams that can't keep a running back healthy. They get a bunch of them, and every year they get some it's a injury that takes guys out for the year. So um, the way I see this one, I think the Lions are going to go south, and um, they're going to beat the Redskins kind of on a sloppy field. won't be that high scoring, but I got them winning that game probably. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 18-14. 18-14. How, how are the Lions going to get to 18, Griff? Could you got to explain that one to me. I don't know. Maybe you missed extra points. I don't know safety or something like that. It's just every once in a while you got to throw out one of those one of those odd scores. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with 18-14 Lions victory in this one in Washington. <laughs> All right. So Griffka has 18-14. He has no idea how they'll get to 18, but he just threw it out there randomly. Uh, that's that's awesome. And the other thing, Griffka, before I get my take, what is this you throw out there about Washington in the South? I mean. Uh, is it just me or aren't they more of like East on that East coast? Uh, I don't know that I call them a South team. I think you got your globe turned around backwards or something. Well, I mean, yeah, they're the South. I mean, anything they are Washington DC is technically below the Mason Dixon line. So anything below the Mason Dixon line is technically the South. So yeah, they're in the South. I mean, it's not going to be like, you know, Miami heat, but you know, they're, they're, they're in the South. Yeah. They're on the East as well, but yeah, they're a Southern team. <laughs> Griffco, how often is it in your daily life we're using, uh, having general conversations about the Mason-Dixon line? Really? I mean, yeah, I mean, who does that? Did, did you not study a globe in school there? Hey, Tommy, go back to college for another seven years and study a globe. I mean, yeah, they're the Mason-Dixon right there. I usually talk about it more in you know dealing with college football, how like none of those southern teams come north. You know, to play any northern team. Well, Georgia did it a couple of years ago, and they went to Notre Dame. But it's like everybody talks about Alabama. Alabama's tough. That's because Alabama never leaves their neighborhood. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're tough when they play in the South because everybody has to go to their neighborhood to play. You know, you ever notice when Alabama goes west in the bowl game, they lose? That's you know, I mean, yeah, they're they're always in the South. That's where like the mobile homes can go. So, you know, <laughs> you know, so that's one of those things where. You know, I don't want to talk about college football. It's something else. But, yeah, I mean, technically, you know, below the Mason-Dixon, they are in the South. So. Oh, boy. There's so much more I could say on that, Griffco, but let's just keep it moving. Uh, there there you go, everybody. There's your there's your geography lesson for the day from Griffco about, uh, you know, Washington, D.C., buried in the Deep South. There you go. Um, well, they're not the Deep South. That's Alabama. <laughs> That's the Deep South. They're south of mason dixon so they're kind of like the, the upper south okay 
Oh my gosh. The only guy I've heard bring up the Mason Dixon since I was in middle school, but okay. Um, let's keep this thing moving. So did I, did I give a prediction on Washington yet? Or am I too busy trying to figure out how you got these States arranged in your head? Not yet. I think right now you're ripping out an Atlas looking for the Mason Dixon. Oh man. Washington. My quick take is like, they, they have another terrible field. Anytime you look at Washington, it's the fields all torn up. You know, big old stadium, but their fans are, they got pretty like raucous fans. I, I've been there actually. It's pretty, pretty good. They hold about 80 some thousand. So if the weather's bad and it's mush, uh, terrible field, I could see that being some issues. But the Washington Redskins is a football team. I mean, I look at them and I go, okay, like I see they have some skilled players that may be good in the future, but not in 2019. Um, I, I feel like they don't have anybody that scares me really on either side of the ball. I mean, maybe on defense, you could say they have a couple big bodies in the middle, Payne and, um, you know, the other kid from Alabama, Allen, uh, in there. And then, you know, who else do they have that really is, is that worrisome? They brought in our boy, uh, on the back end, Collins, Landon Collins is there. But uh, other than that, this team really doesn't scare me too much. I mean, if I had to throw out a score, I think the Lions go ahead. Even though, like I said, my record's getting a little up there for, for our Lions, still with quite a few football games to go. But I just can't see this being another loss for them. So I'm going to go 24-13 Lions, getting a win in Washington. Road game, but not a good football team. I feel like this one you got to have. Now, with that being said, Grifka, we're heading to Thanksgiving. And uh, before we get into that football game, I thought you might want to also give people kind of a history lesson in regards to Thanksgiving since you're on a roll here. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we know the Pilgrims. I mean, back in, I can't remember what year off the top of my head, they you know, were sailing for Virginia, then a storm blew up, and they actually ended up in Massachusetts. They landed, and everybody's seen the picture of Plymouth Rock, and they, like, stayed on the No. <laughs> <laughs> You don't like it. The people want to hear football. They don't want to hear you talking about pilgrims and all types of other garbage. We got a huge football game to talk about. And we've got a game that me and you will be at. And why? Because I had to twist your arm and tell you, Grifka, let's bump all this Thanksgiving family garbage that everybody thinks you have to do. Everybody knows they hate sitting around with their family doing the same small talk. Um having the same old food every year and having to watch the game on mute because all the people are complaining, I put the game down. Uh, we want to talk about nothing. Like I had to tell you, Grifka, stop this, stop this just absolute ridiculousness of thinking that you got to be at every Thanksgiving and we have a chance to go to the lions game, be downtown, the parade right to our right, the, uh, the atmosphere, the football game against a rival the Chicago Bears. I mean, it's going to be off the chain, man. Uh, you know, no disrespect to my family. I love them all. But I finally said enough is enough with this showing up to Thanksgiving and not being able to enjoy the game. Yeah, there was some good food, but it didn't make up for all the other stupid stuff you got to deal with. I, with family, just because. Like, everybody just decided this is what you do. Well, me and you are going to do it different this year. We're going to be down doing a turkey tailgate outside. The weather's going to be crazy. It's going to be super fun. We're going to get a W, and we're going to come out, and we're going to be still be grilling, uh, eating chicken legs, heading back after that. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, me, lifelong Lions fan, like you said, I was uh, always going to uh, you know, family get-togethers on Thanksgiving, seeing the cousins, seeing the aunts and the uncles. 
So yeah, this is my first Lions game on Thanksgiving ever, and I'm just I'm, here you go. I'm stoked to be going. I'm so looking forward to this. We're gonna be eating the turkey and the cranberry and the mashed taters and sweet potatoes and pumpkin pie before the game. Then we're gonna come back out and you know whatever's left over. If we're, we're gonna try to eat that before coming back, going you know hooking up with our families afterwards. Um, my take on this game, I mean, I had them beat in Chicago the first game in the second half. And um, so the Bears are going to be, you know, feisty coming into this one. You know, things Thanksgiving. They got they got Mitch coming back. Their quarterback, Mitch, and uh, he's, they're gonna they think they're gonna be able to win this one. Nope, Lions Thanksgiving. I always predicted W on Thanksgiving. Lions are gonna come out. They're just gonna put the beat down on them like they did Philadelphia a few years ago, where Philadelphia thought they had a good team. They were coming in here, and Detroit just throttled them. This one's gonna be a big victory. Big, big victory for these guys. I'm picking the Lions to win this one. I'm going 34-17 Detroit on Thanksgiving. Everybody's going to be Woo. happy. Oh, man, that's that's a big call from Grifka. This is the guy that never goes out on the limb. He never puts up a bunch of points. He definitely never has a more 10, 14-point victory. And you're, you're putting that score on this game, Grifka? I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving, man. They're going to be hyped and, you know, yeah, it's just going to be a great game because we're going to be there. The Lions are going to be nice enough to score a lot of points for us. Yeah, man, I'm with you on this one. I, I think it's going to be a tremendous day across the board. I'm super happy to be going back to Thanksgiving because I used to love going. And then for the last handful of years, I didn't go. And now to return for this type of game at this type of season, it's just going to be real hype. Just a great day across the board, food, football, and then family after that in that order. I think it's going to be incredible. And uh, yeah, I've I've got this game as a win for the Lions as well, and I think it's going to be a little bit lower than you think. I think it's going to be more in that 24 um, set. Let's go 28-21, 28-21 Lions. I feel like we definitely want to see some points while we're there, but we also um, you know want to take care of this team pretty well for what I had as a loss to them in their house. So we'll beat them up by uh, by seven points there. Uh, send everybody home happy. That's good. That's a, it's a good victory right there. That's a, it's going to be a happy Thanksgiving for everybody. And um, it's improving the Lions' record or game or two away from uh, you know clinching a playoff spot. But it takes us to a tough game up in Minnesota. I mean, it's a dome game and it's another division game against a tough Minnesota team. So, um, what do you think about actually? Um, you know, going up to Minnesota. You think they can win this one? I believe we both predicted W's when they played at Ford Field. Uh, what are you thinking when uh, Lions go up to Minnesota? Uh, it's a tough one for me. I mean, I think I talked a little bit about Minnesota's defense being good. Their offense wasn't very good last year. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Grifka, he's uh, Kirk Cousins is what again? He's <laughs> not that great. Um, I don't think he's that great, but I do think he'll probably be better this year. Um, this is one, you know, on the road, early December. I think the Lions, you know, based on the kind of record where I have them now, I want to say they're at got them at nine and three right now. I think this is where they fall to Minnesota. Pretty tight game. I think they'll hang in there. I'd say maybe 27 to 23, 27, 23 Minnesota in this one. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh rehash your take, but I feel the same way. It's just going to be a tough game. Minnesota will be, you know, looking for a little bit of revenge after losing to Ford Field. And Minnesota's still a good team, so even though the quarterback's not that great, um, they still have good wide receivers, good running game, and a really good defense. I'm going to see this one going as a um, 21-13 victory for Minnesota, which, would, uh, like I said, I believe it moves them to 
puts us both have them at nine and four at this at this position in the season. With, so uh, basically, basically, you agree. I agree with you. <laughs> okay, so, All right, um, like, like tee us up for Tampa Bay. Sure, nine and four. I mean, nine wins in the years in the past have got you into the playoffs, but uh, maybe not this year. There's still three games remaining. Lions come back home, Ford Field, take on the Tampa Bay Chuckaneers. Um, they they have some good young talent on this team. I mean, I know your 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 favorite quarterback, famous Jameis, is on the team, and you really like him. Um, oh yeah. So, what do you think about the Lions coming home after a tough tough loss to Minnesota to take on the Buccaneers? Hmm. This is a this is one of those trap games, in my opinion. Indoors, Tampa probably didn't have much to play for. We got a lot on the line here. Tampa, I'm curious to see what happens in their run game. You know, again, Theo just got cut. I could see Theo going there and being a pretty good running back if they wanted to bring him in. I think that, you know, I do like James Winston. I do like their outside receivers, their defense. They have a few players, but I think their defense, again, will be somewhat suspect. I mean, you got your favorite player in the world down there and Kung Su just hanging on for contracts, trying to get a little bit more money in his pocket. But, uh, Hmm, I got to think about this one for a second. We got three games left. We're at nine wins. A couple games coming. I am gonna, I'm gonna chalk this up for the Lions as a W at home against Tampa, and I think it's gonna be. Gosh, I really want this offense to keep it cooking. So, give me 27 points for our Lions and give Tampa Bay 17. Yeah, what would you say? Twenty four, seventeen, or twenty seven to seventeen? Twenty seven, seventeen. Okay. Um, like you said, I think at this point in the year, the Lions are, you know, teams say they're not looking ahead, you know, not looking forward to the playoffs. But this could be one of those, you know, wins that they can clinch a playoff spot. So I believe they'll be really hyped for this one. Tampa Bay, I still think they suck. I mean, I know your boy, famous Jameis, is on the team, and you really like that guy. I think that talk about said that already. <laughs> yeah, the famous Jameis, he sucks, okay? He's, he said he's it overrated. Again. He's overrated, okay? He just is. And, um, yeah, there's a reason why he was competing against Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, let that, let, let that sink in, Lions fans. There was questions if Ryan Fitzpatrick would beat famous Jameis, okay? So he was supposed to be the stud. He hasn't done anything in Tampa Bay, and he still ain't going to do anything in Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay's going to come to Detroit. This is going to be another butt kicking. Detroit's going to throttle these guys. It's gonna it's gonna be a twenty-seven to nine game. There you go. Thanks for showing up, famous Jameis, and your crap offense. So uh, Lions are gonna put the beat touchdown down. Detroit Lions. And uh, ten wins looking good to put the Lions into the playoffs with two games remaining. And uh, it in, uh... exactly, exactly, big time. And uh, <laughs> now we both have lines at ten and four, going out to Denver to play out in Mile High. Uh, Denver just traded for. Uh, Joe Flacco, uh, talking about a statue of a quarterback, but he does have a big, uh, a big arm, and Denver does have a few good guys on defense. So, uh, what do, what do you think about uh, lines going up to Denver after we have them believing clinching a playoff spot? Well, I mean, you're saying clinch a playoff spot. I mean, we have ten wins, but that it's not like that clinches you. It depends what everything else happens. So, I'm not mailing it in yet, but I do like the fact ten wins with two to go. Uh, you know, Denver, I think that I think I know where you're going on this take. So I'm going to think about what I'm going to say. But I I have kind of a, a hot take that I think Joe Flacco might be better than expected this year. I think that he um, still has a big arm. 
he's in a better situation now with better skill players, better run game, better skill players. And, uh, you know, still some players on defense. So I think they're going to be decent. I think they're going to middle around kind of middle of the league, you know, in that seven to nine win type categories. Most people don't think they'll be that good and they'll be looking to play the, play the young kid early. I don't think so. So I think when we go out to Denver again, December 21st, right before Christmas, uh, it could be nasty, you know, snow everywhere, just a brutal um, temperature. And I don't know the lion's, have only fared well in a couple weather games that I remember. So gosh, this is one I'm going to go ahead and, uh, Hmm. I'm debating Grifka. I think this is a, uh, 10 wins could make it 11. Yeah. I, I got to chalk this up as a loss. I, uh, Oh, I don't, I don't want to though. Man, I'm torn. I'm flipping it back to a victory. Screw it. Lions <laughs> are going to take this game, but it's going to be nasty. It's going to be snowy. So we're going to go uh, 13 for the Lions, 10 for Broncos. Give me another victory. Put us at 11. Oh, for God, for all those reasons that you just said, nasty weather. It's going to be you know, right before Christmas up in Denver. Probably won't be able to sling the ball around. Depend on the run game. Um, Denver still has a pretty good defense. And just for all those reasons, I like think, uh, I know, you know, hey, here you go. It's going to be your East Coast team going West. So uh, there you go. I'm ultimately going to use that reason for it. Um, I have the Lions losing this one. Like you said, kind of a lower scoring game as well. I have the Lions losing this one 13 to 10, I believe as well. So that uh, puts us at 11 and 4. What was it? Um, yeah, going no. to... No, wait. So you have them losing 13 to 10 and I have them winning 13 to 10. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so it's a big coincidence there. Griff. I don't know. It's a little skeptical on your part. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, <laughs> uh, 11 and four going into the final game of the season, home field against uh, the green Bay Packers last game of the season. Now, um, depending on where the teams are, once again, this it's a one o'clock start right now, but, it could be one of those flex games or whatever like that, if depending on how Green Bay is doing. Considering all I keep reading is like how Green Bay is going to rebound this year. So, uh, but uh, we already had them thumping the Packers in Green Bay. So, uh, last game of the season. Where, where do you see this one? All right, Griffka, I'm about to give my take, but I sure hope that you remember last year when we did the predictions. Um, not only how we ended, but we ended against this team, and I hope you remember your take because it better damn well be something close to what you did last year. So let, let me go ahead and give my opinion. Um, again, 11 wins heading in this game. Yeah, there could be some variables, but hey, this is the Green Bay Packers. This is the Lions, hopefully with a playoff spot wrapped up. Um, if not, you know, they they could be playing for a lot. You really don't know. If they're playing for anything, I think they're going to go out and really have a burr under the saddle for this game, be ready to go. You know, I don't think they want to lose or have a tough game depending on their situation. So I don't know. I mean, like you said, we went into Green Bay. We beat them up in Monday Night Football when we were there. Um, depending on what's on the line, if they're not sitting guys, I feel like the Lions will come in. Take care of business, Grifka. We're going to end this podcast the right way. And I think the Lions just put on a, a you-know-what show against the Packers in our building just for kicks. So I think if there's anything to play for and all of our skill guys are out there, 
this is another beatdown by our Lions over the Packers. Like, give me, give me 28-17 Lions heading into the playoffs with do, ready to do some big things with a lot of mojo. That's a that's a big win, you know, finishing up the season. Now we have them at eleven and four, both of us. And you you put them at twelve and four. So with stuff on the line, I don't think the Lions would be at that point where they have a bye week clinched. I, I still think there's a couple other teams that can put up, you know, real good records. So I still believe the Lions are going to need this victory to get that bye week, get one of those top two seats in in the NFC. So that's what they're going to be playing for on this, no matter who, no matter where Green Bay's at. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where Green Bay, like I said, I think their offensive line is still suspect. I know they drafted a bunch of young guys on defense and blah, blah, blah. But this is going to be another one of those things where Aaron Rodgers is really starting to show his age. Um, he may, kind of like last year, try to come out and say, like, oh, okay, I'll play, throw some numbers up. And just as soon as he gets hit, he's looking for a soft place to fall and he's going to fake some injury so he can go sit in you know, the Ford Field locker room the rest of the rest of the uh, the game and watch his back and oh! just get, get crushed. So... Like you said, lines are going to come out. They're going to need this victory to um, clinch a um, a bye, you know, one of the bye weeks and be one of the top two seeds in the NFC. So they're going to come out and just lay the smack down again. Once again, on Green Bay, they're going to thump them. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be walking off the field again. It might be one of those things where, you know, he actually has a towel over his head, you know, like some guys do when they're on the road to show like they're not crying, you know, but uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, you know, whatever, Mr. Over, you know, you know, overrated, whatever. Lions throw the smack down. They put up another big number this this uh, week just to let people know that they are for real, and then they're going to go into the playoffs just kicking everybody's butt. They win this game 34-16. to uh, 16. Lions uh, finish up uh, finish up the season at 12-4, and four, um, winners of the NFC North and one of the top two seeds in the division with a bye week. Heading to the playoffs, that means they'll get a home playoff game, and me and you will be there for that home playoff game. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Cornbread. Drink it in, man. Is that about cover it, Griffith? Pretty much right there. There we go, everybody. That's our season predictions. We worked our way through the whole schedule. Me and Grifka got the Lions and all this Detroit Kool-Aid going 12-4, and four, heading to the playoffs with a bunch of mojo, hopefully a home playoff game where me, Grifka, and all the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers will be there in person craving and drinking in what we've been waiting for for years, and that's a home playoff game and a victory, and who knows what after that. Um, getting closer to that Super Bowl flavor that we've been waiting for. So, everybody, these have been fun shows. Uh, we appreciate you hanging in there with us. And uh, please hit us up on Twitter at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E, or you can get at Grifka at Grifka DKC. We love your questions. We love your feedback. We love the uh, people shouting out the show. It really is fun for us, and we really enjoy all this. So um, thank you, everybody. We are going to finish up this week. Football is back. We've got it. Uh, Lions on the field every week, and we'll be playing the Pats in preseason before you know it. So, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. We'll check you next week right here on the Detroit Kool Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.